0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. That's what I pray for every night. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. You haven't any of it? And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
1: I showed you what these guns could do in the Middle East. Now I'm going to show what they can do in the ring.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. That man is dangerous enough to kill with his bad hand. Pedro Fernandez. Plan.
2: Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio Airways, having defended that title now for better than 29 years. Straight up today, we're talking legal cases. Top rank. Joe Diaz and Yori Bori Campus versus top rank. We'll talk the future of boxing as far as the immediate boxing schedule is concerned. We'll talk about some of the fights that took place across the pond. In hour number two, we delve into the world of MMA. Of course, the UFC going live last night on Fox Sports One from Brazil. Straight up, the dragon is back. So hour number two is all MMA, UFC. Hour number one, we're talking boxing here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you would like to join us on the toll free, and when I say toll free, I mean, it won't cost you a dime anywhere, Canada, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, or the United States, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Straight up, Derek Tezora, not looking world-class yesterday. Uh-uh, we'll talk about that. Derek Tezora, of course, the headcase heavyweight out of the U.K. Um, he shows some potential sometimes, and other times he just sort of shows up. And the bottom line was he just sort of showed up yesterday. Tyson Fury, six foot nine. Man, if I was six foot tall, I think if I was six two, I'd knock Tyson Fury into next week. He's nothing. Six foot nine can't fight a lick. Couldn't lick a stamp if he wet his tongue. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network.
3: Not all water is created equal, so take care of your body and drink alchemy water. Alchemy's unique formula includes alkaline, oxygen, and antioxidants, which boost your immune system and help your body achieve peak performance. If you're looking for a healthy, eco friendly alternative to sugary energy drinks, join the many pro athletes and celebrities who treat their bodies right and drink alchemy water. Visit alchemywater.com. That's A L K A M E water.com.
0: Eight hundred four eight zero fifty seven zero eight.
4: from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance, no problem. So you're into fantasy sports? Time for you to up your game at StarFantasyLeagues.com, where you can play fantasy sports like football, basketball, hockey, and baseball, and earn cold hard cash every single day. It's legal, it's brand new, and it's awesome. At StarFantasyLeagues.com, you can play your favorite fantasy sport for real money against real people, or even play the Star Fantasy League's free tournaments for your chance to win something for nothing. Put your money where your mouth is. Prove your expertise. Get your
5: game on today at StarFantasyLeagues.com. There's only. One Mayweather. He must know That I'm not like no other fighter I can Give it and I can take it There's only one Mayweather uh, I've been here before I know what it takes I don't want no excuses So I'm just going out there and, and be the same Floyd Mayweather I've been here before and I know what it takes He talks the talk And he walks the walk When it's lights, camera, action it's time to give the fans entertainment. The fans want to be entertained. I mean, when I'm home, I'm like anyone else.
0: Walking to the money land. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy. And uh, I, I just do my best. Floyd Mayweather and then Mr. Manny Pacquiao. Coming back to the tunes of the Mod Squad, Pete, Lincoln, Julie, where are you? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing this hour, the next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We talk MMA, of course, UFC on uh, from Brazil, UFC Fight Night on Fox last night. Man, you got to say the dragon is back. Leota Machida is back and has rediscovered himself at 185 pounds. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let's talk boxing. Let's bring on my guy, KP, of course, from Las Vegas. Kevin, a very good morning to you, sir. Good morning. All right, let's talk May- Mayweather just for real briefly. Mayweather is he going to fight Khan? Is he going to fight uh, Espana? I'm I mean, who's he, I mean, who, he going to fight? Uh,
5: can I say who cares?
2: <laughs> okay, that that's a good one. That's a good one. But my pe- the people out there want to know who's he going to fight. And he's, is he really going to
5: fight? I, I think it's pretty pretty obvious he's fighting Amir Khan. Okay, but I he think that's the, uh, the the fight that. Um, He's pretty much been kind of pushing on the public, and um, can't really see him fighting Marcos Maidana. I think uh, Maidana is going to most likely end up fighting Adrian Broner in a rematch.
2: Why don't you care?
5: Um, because Khan hasn't really done much to really deserve the fight in my mind. Um, he hasn't looked good in his last few fights. Let's do like a little recap in his last couple of fights. Uh, his last fight was against uh, Julio Diaz, who's kind of past his prime. He was a world champion at 135 at one time or a belt holder. Didn't look good against him, got dropped, uh, barely won the fight. It was really close. And Diaz at this point is not a world-class fighter anymore, especially at 140 or 147. And then he got knocked out against Danny Garcia. So I don't see how that warrants a fight against the best fighter in the world.
2: You know, you keep saying he's the best fighter in the world, and I tend to say no anymore. I don't think he is. And and you keep saying fighter, and I, I want to sort of correct you on that, Kevin. I'm not trying to be condescending or anything like that. But well, Floyd Mayweather is anything but a fighter. Manny Pacquiao, a bit of a fighter, although he boxed uh, very well against uh, Mr. Brandon Rios. But the bottom line is Mayweather is a supreme boxer. As far as a fighter is concerned, you really haven't seen him in any, you know, give-and-take uh, fights to where he's really been hurt or anything like that. And I think his boxing skills has kept him away from that. But to call him a fighter, I think, is a bit of a stretch.
5: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a stretch. But at the same time, you, you kind of need to be in there with an opponent that's going to make you fight. And um, when he's fighting fighters who are really brawlers, per se, um, I mean, he fought Alvarez, and although Alvarez is uh, – A Mexican fighter.
2: Alvarez was as green. Kevin, he was as green as guacamole.
5: Well, he was green, and also he hadn't really fought any top fighters in their prime. So I don't think he was really prepared to fight Floyd. And I also think the style that Alvarez fights in is a perfect style for Floyd. And I think Floyd saw that, and that's something that he knew he could exploit. So he figured that you know Alvarez is not a guy that throws a lot of punches. He doesn't put a whole lot of pressure more of a counter puncher it was going to be pretty easy to pick off whatever type of attack or strategy that he was going to put in there and that's exactly what happened then he fought robert guerrero who is um was probably at his best somewhere around 135 uh he was a world champion at 126 pounds so he didn't really pose much of a threat as far as punching power, and he wasn't going to outbox Mayweather.
2: Oh, but he so tried.
5: Pretty, he, he did try. So I give him credit for trying.
2: But what was? But what, well I don't. But here's what's up. Let me run something by you. You've got a guy that's better than you in front of you, okay? And I've had a lot of these guys, world class fighters, come into the the gym, this and that. When I was a kid, and i say to myself, "Hmm, I'm going to handle this." All right, and I always thought that making contact was the key—maybe stepping on a guy's foot, ruffling him, you know, getting him out of his rhythm, and things like that. And nobody seems to realize that with Floyd Mayweather. And those, in order to have a chance to beat him, you're not going to outbox him. And that's why I thought Robert Guerrero just to to continue for 12 rounds, 36 minutes, try to outbox the other guy. I thought that was silly. I don't think I don't, Robert should have went for it a few times.
5: did well, I agree with you. And the thing is, was what was surprising to me, even though. Um, I thought he should have at least tried the box a little bit, at least early in the fight, to maybe, you know, kind of offset Mayweather, not get him counter-punching opportunities. I think the way he fought Andre Berto was probably a better style to put forth against Mayweather, because you're not going to beat Floyd from the outside unless you're somebody like, um, I'll use Landy Lara, for example. Too big. Somebody who's a very good boxer, he's a bigger guy, he can punch pretty good, and he's got good speed. Uh, Guerrero is not that fast. And as far as footwork, I mean, Floyd is in another stratosphere as far as foot speed. So he really needed to take the fight and try to win a grinding fight on the inside. And he just really put himself in a hole early. And then when he started to try to maybe fight a little rougher, I mean, it was a little bit too late. And he started, you know, once Mayweather starts throwing those right-hand leads, you're pretty much out of the bout. I think a good southpaw is the only type of fighter that will give Floyd a lot of problems. That's why you see him not fighting guys, you know, like Arizona Lara and uh, Manny Pacquiao.
2: I th- I also think the double triple G's on that list too. Um, I don't think he'd want to get. We, but, a- we, but
5: we but we we know he's not going to fight triple G. I mean, it's too dangerous of a fight for him. Even though I I think he could outbox him.
2: Oh you know? no, Kev, no no no. That kid's got an amateur pedigree. I'm telling you, he's going to impose his will on Floyd. Here's what's up. These fights, and I'll try to explain it again to all the listeners out there. Around the world, of course, on the iHeartRadio Network slash Ring Talk, and of course, we've got live on Stitcher dot com, RingTalk.com, dot com, iTunes dot com, RingTalk dot com, dot com. Wow, just keep going and going. But the bottom line is, I just um, mm, how can I put this? I just don't have a, a whole lot of faith in in Mayweather as far as him trying to. Going to put cement the legacy. I think you sort of like hit it on the nose in your last appearance on Ring Talk Live Worldwide when you said he's not concerned with the legacy. He's not concerned with what historians are think. He's only concerned with one thing, and that's putting money in his pocket. And I sat back and I thought about that, and you know, and you hit it right on. The, you hit the nail on the head. That's it. He's not. He's not concerned about history. If he was, he'd be following the footsteps of Roberto Duran, Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, guys like that.
5: What? Well, Why? I, I agree with you, and I think Islam um he was concerned about legacy. He wouldn't be out there trying to uh, lobby Amir Khan as a respectable opponent. He'd be looking for opponent that I think the, the public actually thinks there's a chance of beating him. When we go into a fight about an 8-1 to favorite, which he probably will. It's kind of hard to sell that to the public.
2: Kevin, Ke- Kevin Perry of ringtalk.com is our guest. Now, get this. Marcos Medina won all the polls. Every poll I saw, anywhere on the internet, anywhere, every single poll except one. Guess where that one poll was? The one on Mayweather's website. Cur- yes, coincidence. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, the bottom line is yeah, Floyd Mayweather's website was the only one that had Amir Khan being the hands on favorite to uh, face Floyd Mayweather in May for this. You know, multi million dollar payday. And more power, you know, more power to Amir Khan because I don't think he's going to get knocked out. I don't think Mayweather hits that hard. So I don't think he's going to crack crack him hard enough to knock him out unless he hit, catches him running in.
5: Actually, I gotta I got I to disagree with you there okay. in the sense that I don't, I don't think Mayweather's going to knock him out. I don't think it's necessarily that Floyd doesn't hit all that hard. I think he could knock guys out. I just don't think he's willing to take the risk to get a knockout. And that's why you, you kind of see when he wins. You know, four or five rounds, he just kind of goes into coast mode, and he just lands little pot shots here and there. But he's not trying to fight. He's just trying to win on point.
2: Okay. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Of course, this hour we are talking boxing. The following hour we talk MMA. And if you're listening to the show on the Internet on a delayed basis, always go to ringtalk.com. That's R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K, ringtalk.com, and you can get all the latest shows. And speaking of ringtalk.com, even though the shows have been there, uh, me and my staff are sort of taking a two-week hiatus, and we'll be back on Monday and Tuesday with some new articles. But the bottom line is the fight world's been slow of late. Of course, the UFC going last night on Fox Sports from Brazil and Leona Machida winning and that kind of stuff. But boxing's been kind of slow. Of course, the fight's across the pond. We'll talk about that in a minute. Kevin Perry will stay with us. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing. 1-800-878-7529. That's one 800 878 7529, Atlanta GA3WE, Las Vegas KSHP. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
1: And all of this means but I know I'll never get to love at unless I'm.
6: 800-949-8707 800-949-8707
1: In 2000, the U.S. national debt was 5.6 trillion dollars, and gold was 272 an ounce. By 2010, the U.S. debt was 13.5 trillion. Gold had risen to 1,421. Today, our government is projecting over 20 trillion dollars of debt in the year 2016. Isn't it time you own gold? You can't control federal spending but you can control where you put your investment dollars. Goldline has safely delivered billions of dollars in gold to its clients for over 50 years. Diversifying with gold is a smart strategy. Call Goldline today to receive your free investor kit, 800-319-9027. Ask them about payment options and read their important risk information to see if buying gold is right for you. Use your credit card for safety and convenience. Don't wait. Call GoldLine today, 800-319-9027, 800-319-9027.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, that's a changing
5: society today. And that's uh, it's a lot of, you know, we could get, get into that. We're going to a million things. Even though they watch so many of these shows, I mean, it's the, nothing but stuff, whether the crime scene or this and that, as always. The t v still cutting up the body. Somebody's finding the body decomposed and all of this. Just, that's just a society right now that's just totally out of focus. Excessive Excess, sets of violence, excessive sets of sex on TV and the music and the, and the theaters. I mean, it's just a—and uh, the sports zone, The thing that they can relate to, which they see most is, it's basketball and football, mainly basketball, and that's what the kids are most far doing, especially the, uh, black kids. And this moment, you want to go into something. What you see, you don't even see all the amateur boxing on TVs. A lot of people see something. That's what they want to be involved with, but they don't even see that anymore. Yeah.
2: Let the music play. This one's for Emanuel Stewart, who you just heard. We'll comment on that in just a second, because, you know, Emanuel, when it boiled down to me and Emanuel, was like, man, just like this.
5: Girl, you know
2: I, I, I love you. Except he wasn't a girl. Bottom line is, he was my man. Of course, the late gold father, Emanuel Stewart, having passed away in 2012. A year and a half ago, it's tough to understand, you know, why people pass, but this is part of life and. Some people say that, you know, you get over death. I don't get over death well at all. I mean, I'm still, when I see his, I never erased his, like, his phone numbers from my uh, memory, as, my, as far as my cell phone's concerned. So when I look down there and I see Goldfather and this and that, you know, and just, like, sort of reminds me of the great Emanuel Stewart. Emanuel, may you rest in peace. You are truly a great man. Now we're back to the phone lines. Kevin Perry, of course, our Las Vegas guy down there, relocated from Southern California. Now he's, like, the king of Vegas. Um... I'm going to ask you some things, and the reason why I played that that skit there with manual, a little piece with Emmanuel, was that I wanted to talk about the fact that Americans don't get to see real boxing on television. They don't see American athletes on television. And the reason why I'm going to say this to you is I'm going to mention the, bring up next Friday night's ESPN card, ESPN2, the 21st from Laughlin, Nevada, the Edgewater Casino, the ESPN Lightweight Tournament Quarterfinals. Here they are, Chris Rudd, Chris Rudd, and Yakubu Amidu. Fettis Paparov versus Petr Petrov. Um, What I'm trying to say is these are the two main events I can keep going. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez versus Miguel Mendoza. And Fernando Carcano versus Samuel Nigue. The bottom line is maybe one or two of these guys is American. Everybody else is from outside of the country. How are you going to try to enamor American fight fans to watch boxing when you're showing foreigners all the time?
1: Uh, It's
5: a good question. I mean... Not really a uh, whole lot for them to get excited about, but you got to remember at the same time, a lot of the uh, the boxing fans um, in America are, um, you know, uh, Latino Americans.
2: No, no, um, no, so well, Kevin. Kevin, I'm down with that. I'm down with that, but I'm going to say it again. Okay, we see it time and time again. Bob Spagnola brought it to light last week when he said, you know, all these cards are being. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of decent fighters out there. A lot of good fighters that are worthy of main event status on ESPN. But, you know, ESPN only pays 12000 bucks, so 12500 bucks for a production. In other words, they give the promoter twelve grand. they tell the promoter, you've got to set up the lights this way, and you've got to have the arena this way. And so that's the promoter's responsibility. Everything he makes is off tickets and the house and, and maybe T-shirts and things like that. Okay? So there isn't a whole lot of money to be made. So that's why I think these promoters are promoting all these out-of-towners, per se, because of the fact that, you know, they can get money from the Ukraine and then get money from Romania and they can get money from Germany for putting television over there. That's where they're making their money because they're not making it in the U.S., not when ESPN gives them 12.5. Well,
5: you, I mean, you make a, a pretty valid point there. So, I mean, there's definitely got to be some validity to that. And there's obviously a reason why they're not putting um, American fighters on these cards. I think part of it um, to do with that is most of these american fighters they don't have much of a fan base and there's really no one really pushing um to promote these fighters I mean, you see the the fighters that top rank and golden boy has been shining for the most part i mean they're either uh, fighters from russia or the ukraine former olympians yep. or uh, fighters who are olympians from uh, mexico and then you see a few Amer- american-based uh, fighters from olympics that had, um, you know, been signed recently, but most of those guys, for the most part, I mean, they're not all, I mean, not much to open your eyes about. So, all
2: right, hold you know, on. you got to
5: look at the, qual- the quality that's out there as well.
2: I'll hold on a second. Now we'll, we'll fast forward to February 28th. Uh, Harris Horseshoe Las Vegas, and I take care the Harris Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, Indiana. ESPN Middleweight Tournament Quarterfinals. The knock Bonaravis versus Willie Monroe Jr. That's Willie the Worm Monroe. Of course, he split a pair of fights with Marvin Hagler. Um, Caresso Ford versus Vitali Kopalenko. Brandon Adams versus Daniel Eduard. And the way his name is spelled, he's obviously not from the United States. Raymond Garcia versus Sena Agabico. The bottom line is there's another card. This is stacked with people, not Americans. There's one or two Americans on this card. I mean, this is another classic example of maybe that's why the ESPN ratings aren't all that good. Well, you make
5: a point there, and I think a part of the problem, too, is a lot of these uh, fighters nowadays who are, um, and I'm just kidding, since we're talking about American fighters, I use them as an example. They're not willing to step up to the plate to fight dangerous guys on TV. I mean, you see some of these fights on TV with prospects. I mean, they're fighting guys that are journeymen with, they probably lost five of their last six fights. Kev, yeah, um, they're, 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 fight,
2: they're, okay, they're fighting you and me. Real they're fighting guys yeah, like you and me, easy fights. That's all they want. All they do is want to do is pad records. I was looking at somebody's record uh, the other day as far as that Chisora card was concerned, of course, across the pond. I'll get into that a little bit later. But the guy was like 5-51, and 51, you know, and he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what well, you know what? I mean, at some point, Tom, I think somebody's going to. Those go, guys,
5: guys, guys like that can make careers of being losers. So, uh, more power
2: to them. Mm. Yeah, because if he can put, pick up like five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks twice a month, or yeah, I mean, that's what these guys are doing. They're fighting twice a month, and all they've got to do is go the distance and not get hurt. You know, yeah, and, I mean, and you
1: make
5: you make you make a, an excellent point there. I mean, you, you could go to box wreck, I mean perfect example. I mean, you see guys they've lost their last 10 or 15 bouts, they've all lost to uh, unbeaten guys. So, I mean, a lot of these guys are unbeaten. I mean, their records are being got to be more padding than the headgear that, you know, these guys wear in the gym. So,
2: okay, I mean, it's,
5: it, it's, it's a part of the game, and I, I think it's an accepted part of the boxing business.
2: Okay, February 21st, February 28th, we talked about those ESPN 2 cards. How about March the 7th? Okay, from the Palo Casino Resort in Palo, California, on top, Khabir Sumalamanov versus Roman Morales, and Roslyn Nagea versus Marvin Quintero. Again, two headliners, not Americans, Russians. Am I making my point here? I'm, I mean, I'm, the point's being made here. Am I nailing that? Am I hitting that nail on the head?
5: Well, I, I think you're beating the horse pretty good.
2: Okay, good enough. Let's talk about the March first card. Of course, talking about Julio Caesar Chavez and Brian Vera. Brian Vera was sort of like the mosquito that would not go away while you're watching television. Like he just he kept, shoo, shoo, shoo. you know, he just kept throwing punches and slaps. And I mean, I thought he beat Julio Caesar Chavez Jr. I can't believe that Chavez won that fight, but he did end up winning that fight. Um, is Vera going to win this rematch? Um. The cards are
5: stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I know the cards are stacked against them, but I heard uh, today that Robert Garcia is supposed to be training them. Actually, he didn't go to Mexico to go train them. So who who is training uh, Chavez Jr.? I mean, is he going to come in shape? Um, are they going to fight at one sixty eight? I mean, these are the questions in my mind. And Vera's got an excellent trainer, and he he's got an excellent staple of fighters. You know, Vera Spars with some very good fighters, so. You know, Vera's going to come prepared. The only thing is, is he going to get robbed? I'm going to go with Vera just because I think he's going to come more prepared. I don't know if he's going to get the decision, but as far as who's going to win in the mind of the fans at the end of the bout, I think Vera's going to pull it off again.
2: Okay, on March the 1st as well, and you can catch this on the Internet, folks. In fact, if you if you figure out how to pull down live streams... You know, you can pull down live streams of fights from Europe and Asia and things like that, and you can watch boxing all over the world. So if you're a boxing fan and you're not with it as far as the internet is concerned, you need to get some get with somebody that is with it so you can watch these fights from Europe. You can watch these fights from Asia. If you're really truly a boxing fan, and obviously you are if you're listening to this show now, twenty nine plus years, but you need to realize that we're 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 basically laying the case here that American fighters aren't getting on TV, and if you want to watch any boxing, you're gonna to have to watch people that, are, that were not born in this country, and that's just the way things are going. Um, real quick, Tyson Fury is six foot nine. He took out Joey Abel yesterday. I watched it on the internet. Joey Bell's now twenty four and five, twenty three KOs. Tyson Fury ended up like with two black eyes, and he's six foot nine. Kev, if I was six foot nine, I don't want to brag or boast, but I will. But if I was six foot nine and had my skills. I don't think I'd ever lose a fight if I was six foot seven and, and had the skills that I have. I don't think I'd ever lose a fight. What is there? Is it that when guys get big, they just get lummoxy and they can't put things together? As far as like smaller guys are concerned, is that what's going on there?
5: I think just normally for the most part, and even see it in basketball, um, the majority of the guys who are really big, I mean, they're kind of uncoordinated. I mean, they kind of triple over their own feet, uh, so to speak. So, I mean, it's easy to say if. Uh, you know, you'd be in maybe 5'10. If you were, you know, 6'11, you'd be Prussian guys. But if you're 6'11, you wouldn't have the same athleticism. You wouldn't have the same speed. Kev, Kev, uh, I got to
2: wrap. I'm running up on a hard break. Much love, Kevin Perry of RingTalk.com. No you are tuned to RingTalk Live Worldwide. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the American Forces Network, and of course, the iHeart Radio Network.
6: let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time, call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. That's 800 or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242.
0: Now more ring talk with Pedro Fernandez
8: the hardest fight he ever had. He was hit harder by Giovanni than anyone with the exception of Joe Frazier. A minute has gone by in round one. Holly lands with a combination. Not too much power. is dancing more sprinkly. And a good, solid combination by Holly Rock Giovanni, but he comes back. Ali is faster here in round one than we've seen him in his previous rounds against Mathis, against Mike Foster, and against Jimmy Ellis. Muhammad Ali apparently, in love with the condition he is now in, just wants to fight up to the top of this battle. Moving like we've never seen him in a first round of any of his fights. He was 2-13, I think, in his fight with Sonny Liston. First or second time, sure. All right, now Ali right, through one good combination. They are fighting the five-point must system, as you know. Outside of that, Shivalo has not been hit very hard and has not landed too much back effectively. 30 seconds remaining in round one. Still trying to cut off Ali. <laughs> With that strong left hand.
2: the great George Chivalo, Canadian champion of course, fought Muhammad Ali in the 60s, won 15 rounds for the title, then fought him again in 72 and went the distance as well. I'll never forget the the clip and brain skill and guts when Ali went to George Havala's training camp in Canada and said something like is it true you have never been knocked down that's true he was a bad dude and you know what not only is not only still is George a bad dude because he's in pretty good shape still but he's an intellect like beyond any boxer I, I've known to so say take that back yeah yeah I will say that he was like a college graduate I mean he knew everything You could tell him you can bring up various subjects, but Chevalo could cover them with you, and he can hang with you on politics, hang with you on health. I mean, boxing—you name it. He was just an all-around knowledgeable guy, still is. I am going to try to get him on the show. He's a great guy, and uh, if anybody is listening that knows George Chavalo, tell him that Pedro said, "What's happening?" Anyway, yesterday across the pond, Kevin Kingpin Johnson. Now, maybe they should call him Bowling Pin. Not that he got knocked over or anything, but he fought like a like a chump. I mean, he, I, I just couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe the way he fought Jerick Chisora. I'm serious. I couldn't believe it. I was like scratching my head. What's he doing? The guy did nothing, nothing. He had a fairly good opening round, but outside of that, he did nothing. He didn't try to win the fight. He didn't try to impose his will. You're going over. You're fighting a limited guy in his backyard. You've got to win every second of every round in order to get the decision, and you've got to knock him out twice in order to get the referee to stop the fight. You know this okay? Chizora's is the guy over there. He's the drawing card. He's the people that Frank Warren are promoting. They brought King Penn Johnson in to be bowling Pin Johnson We he didn't fall over and said he just he just didn't do anything. Anyway, in my mind he should be arrested for impersonating a professional fighter. I'm sorry, my man, but I haven't said that in a long time. But Kevin Kingpin Johnson from Atlanta GA, we should put a wanted poster on him, put it on the internet and say wanted for impersonating a professional boxer after twelve rounds with Jerk Chazora. Chizoura now nineteen and four. Now another guy on the card, twenty-two and 0. Man, twice in fury, six foot nine. He's got, got not he that's all he is. Six foot nine. Got nothing else. I mean, skills? Eh, maybe I'd give him like a a four or a five, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, listen to this. I will explain to you how to beat Tyson Fury. I will explain to you right now how to beat him. The way he holds that left jab down around his waist, and he comes up with it, okay? You just need to knock that jab down before it comes up and come in with your either your opposite hand. You've got to. You've got to be able to make a commitment. I think a a southpaw, I think it was perfect. It was a perfect opponent for that. But, you know, Joey Joey Bell, not the... Most talented fighter in the world was, he you now 24 and 5, 23 KOs. Yeah, he knocked out a bunch of guys like me. Okay, you know, I mean, that's, that's what it boiled down to. Those 23 KOs were all in the club fighting level. And anytime he's fought anybody of world-class level, of course, he's gotten beat. Tyson Fury having a bad week, per se. His wife had some emergency surgery. Two of his cars were firebombed, you know, arson. He's, you know, he's not your typical Irishman. He's an Irish gypsy. Now, if people know what gypsies are here in the United States, there are gypsies in just about every, every continent. And not all of them look like Middle Easterns. And that's what a lot of the, are Indians, that's what a lot of the gypsies per se in the United States seem to look like. But the bottom line is there are Irish gypsies and many types of gypsies around the world. And he, according to what I've been told, he's an Irish gypsy. And that his father's in prison forever and his brother's been in jail and things like that. So he's not the, the he's a, he's a mean guy. He's a six foot nine inch mean guy, but is being mean enough to, win? is is that enough to win that and being six foot nine enough to win the heavyweight championship of the world? I don't think so. I think Vladimir Klitschko just cleans his clock. Just, I mean, cleans it. But boom, lights out, timber, it's all over. I'm telling you, I don't still see him being competitive at the upper echelons of the heavyweight division I watched this guy yesterday and I don't care if he weighed 277 pounds he's six foot nine let him weigh, weigh what he wants okay but and he had a little jiggle around the waist but I'm talking about Tyson Fury now 22 and 0 but you know if if, if Joey Bell was able to to get to him and I think the key to, to getting to him is throwing two jabs and then coming with the other uh, backhand that's what you've got to do and he'll be you know and if he isn't ready for that Come again with the right, the right or the left hook. If you're fighting from the southpaw stance, you'll be with the right hook. If you're fighting from the uh, uh, left-hand stance, the orthodox, you'll come with the left hook. But you've got to be able to commit yourself, and you've got to see the opportunities here. The opportunity to knock down that Tyson Fury jab is very easy, okay? Like Adonis Stevenson, he's going to get licked like a stamp when he takes on Sergey Ko- Kovalov. Of course, they put two uh, WBO and uh ibf light heavyweight title holders both holding sanctioned body titles but you know at the end of the day uh it's styles and when these guys want to bring their jab up from the waist okay you can block that you can block it coming up and come with the other hand and then the hook afterwards and you're going to score you're going to get in close to big guys that's what you've got to do you've got to gamble but you've got to throw punches at the same time in order to get in close to a big guy I mean, Joe Frazier did the bobbing and weaving and all that kind of good stuff. But there's, there's only one Joe Frazier you know, that bobs and weaves like that and gets out of the way of punches. And, of course, that didn't work against George Foreman and or Muhammad Ali in two of the three fights. So the bottom line is bobbing and weaving ain't the way to go. And as far as straight-up boxing is concerned, I think both these guys, both Tyson Fury and Adonis Stevenson, are, how can I put this, um, their sk- styles, they, they, these flaws, they're inherent now. You can't break them. They're going to be there forever, like the late great Eddie Futch, the trainer, of course, of of the aforementioned Joe Frazier and many other great fighters. He told me that once a fighter's developed bad habits, and they're part of his makeup, part of his origin, you can't break them from it. You just can't, because you can break it from you know, in the gym. You'll break them. Maybe you can break them in the gym, but when he gets under stress and things start going crazy in a fight, he's going to go back to what you know he originally originally learned. You can't teach an old dog no tricks. That's what he. That's where that line comes from. So anyway, Tyson Fury, I don't think, is going very far. I think he can be beat as far as Deontay Wilder is concerned. 30-0, 30 30 knockouts, but he's knocked out Scott Cuddy and his brothers and that kind of stuff for like 30 times, so that doesn't really count, And 31 times. And um, the bottom line is that doesn't count, so we're we're just not going to consider him part of the equation until he does something. I mean, he's got to do something. Here's a guy um, from the U.K. now, originally from Italy, uh, they call him the Wise Guy. Cute Frank Wise Guy B- Buglioni is now twelve and zero. He's the WB 168 pound European champion. Uh, he, he, you know, he beat up some schmo by the name of Gaetano Nespolo. who's now twenty one and ten, so not a whole lot there. But he's a he's a he's a prospect. You know, he's got a good look to him. He's Italian. He can sell tickets back home. He can sell tickets here in the United States. If he comes to New York, New York, and places like that. So he's going to be a hot commodity. And the other Fury, Huey Fury. Hmm, so he beat up on uh, American plotter Matt Greer, according to BoxRec.com. This was the sacrificial lamb. But Tyson Fury, I don't know. Hughie Fury, I don't know. You know, all I know is that these guys have got some, uh, some height and some meanness to them. But that isn't enough, I think, to carry somebody to the World Heavyweight Championship. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Now, back to the best fighter pound for pound in the world. You guys keep saying Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is 36 and a half years old, okay? He's done. Can't you realize that? I mean, he can box a little bit, but he can't fight. He can't get in there and fight, not even if he was willing to. It just isn't part of his makeup. He can't do it. He can't. And I think if he gets pressed against the ropes— and gets pressed by a hard guy that knows how to throw punches from ankles, knows how to bob a little bit, and to move his way around on the ropes instead of standing right in front of Floyd and just catching his shots, I think he can be beaten. But you've got to be able to throw his rhythm off, step on his foot. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to do it. Step on his foot, hit him in the arms, hit him in the chest, this kind of stuff. So I'm saying Andre Ward is the best fighter pound for pound in the world. Seriously, the world super middleweight champion. Number three, got to go with... Vladimir Klitschko, sixty-one and three, 53 knockouts, fifty-one knockouts, something like that. Hasn't lost a fight in a decade. Number four, I'm going to go with. Are you ready for this? Danny Garcia, the world junior welterweight champion of Philadelphia. I think he's done the. You know, he's done a lot this year. He beat Lucas Matizzi. I mean, he he, he beat uh, Lamont Peterson. I mean, I think he's the real deal. And more power to Danny. Danny's number four. Number five on the list. Gennady Golovkin, straight up, I think he's done a lot this year. I really have. I think he's, you know, last year and, and this year, and he's got three more dates. they will all be on HBO this year, so he's going to have four fights in a year. you got to give him some props. I mean, he's got that amateur pedigree, although his brother Max was said to be better than him. Okay, Gennady's the one that went on to be a boxer, and Max went on to become a, an accountant, I believe. And, um, I mean, I, I think Gennady's what, 29-0, 25 KOs. Or he, he's the real deal. I really do. I think he's he's he, he's diver- deserving of the top five as far as boxing is concerned. A couple of these other guys, and I'll mention them, um, Adonis Stevenson. I don't know, man. I told you he can be beat. He can be beat skill-wise. I mean, knock that jab down, and you got him. You just got to knock that jab down. Same thing with Tyson Fury. Again, knock that jab down. And these are boxing basics. This is what I don't understand when guys fight these bigger guys, these Lummox guys that shoot the jab from the waist you got to get to the you got to move to your right away from their right hand and slap that jab down as it's coming up once you slap that jab down boom you've thrown off their rhythm and they're susceptible to being hit especially on that one side there where the shoulder should have been up protecting it, and it's not because they're throwing punches from the waist. So, straight up, that's my top five pound for pound. I think Yer Morrigano deserves honorable mention. Of course, the world 122 pound champion. As far as some of the other guys are concerned, Yuri Gamboa, not too high on Yuri. When's the last time you seen Yuri, anyway? When Ronald Reagan was president? Something like that. Guy needs to get his act together. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the I Radio Network, and of course, the American Forces. Guess what? I want you to do what this song is saying i you
6: Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time, call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. That's 800
1: With Pedro
0: Fernandez.
1: Since you are my guest and I am your host, what are your pleasures? What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw? Yeah. Well, let's play chess.
5: (laughs) I know nothing,
2: nothing. two friends, Emilio Castillo and Rick Stevens, co-leads there with Tower of Power. Down to the nightclub, baby. If you got the dough, the liquor will flow. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking through the world of boxing. The next hour, of course, we're going to talk MMA, the world of USC. Let's talk about some of these fights coming up. I like Ricky Burns and Terrence Crawford over across the pond for the WB 135-pound title. And the reason why I say this is that I think Ricky Burns got... He got the gift the last time over the uh, of, of the lad from Puerto Rico, and I think he'll get the winner, of course. But the bottom line is Terence Crawford is supposed to be the heir apparent at one thirty-five, better than Miguel uh, Miguel Vasquez, of course. He I think he's the IBF one hundred thirty-five pound title holder. So there's some there's some play at one thirty-five there as far as guys moving back down to one thirty-five like Adrian Broner, the ex WBA one hundred forty-seven pound guy, who of course was, who snuck by Paulie Malignaggi to get that title, and then got lit up like a White House Christmas tree by marcos medina um he's going to probably try to get a rematch with medina that's the way they're looking with that one according to the great p kevin perry of course told us a little bit earlier but ricky burns and terrence crawford they're going march the first it'll be part of either box nation or sky sports one or the other you want to watch the online streams of either one some of the other fights coming up i'm not all that enthralled with i mean tony thompson i watched him do the the uh the commentary yesterday for the tyson fury fight and he said that Tyson Fury was in great shape in this and that. Double T, please. Come on, man. Guy had a Michelin tire around his waist. He wasn't in great shape. <clears throat> anyway, Double T is going to take on Orlando Solis, of course, the former Cuban amateur hotspot, but hot shot. The bottom line is, I think that Thompson wins that fight even at an advanced age. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the boxing portion, of course, Saturdays and Sundays. 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network. I bring you the insider's look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Peace.